for the record, I've played Sinanertal a few times and I've lost every time. <laughs> oh. <laughs> and and I can I can sense I think all three have been horror films too. So I can I almost think I, I maybe you've waited the horror films a little bit because that's what you love as a kid. I mean I love horror films. I wouldn't and I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of bias shows up in the movies that I choose. Welcome to the Hey Good Game podcast, where we chat with the creators of your favorite games that you secretly play in the cracks of your day. So today we're chatting with Nilanth Yogadasan of Cinnanurdle.app and Cinnanurdle2.app. And it was a great conversation, Aaron, but I'm curious what you found most interesting. Yeah, I think his uh, passion for this uh, really showed through. I think uh, it's always inspiring to see people really focusing on on something that they just love doing and I, I think that was uh, really evident in, in everything he was saying yeah what what stood out to you I think there's he, he didn't get into this too much but I, I do think that there's you know there's a, a serious side to life like there's a, the job and the career and the studies that you're doing and it's easy to feel like that's maybe the most important thing but then there's this other thing that brings just so much joy and fun and I feel like he's in that like transition of what should I choose? Like, what's the right thing to choose? And I think he kind of digs into a little bit, you know, outside the lines around that topic. But that's what's really interesting is that games are so much fun. Should we be spending so much time doing them? And that's a curious question I always think about. Oh, it's a question I've thought about a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Well, let's get to it. Welcome, Nilanth. Thanks for joining us. We really appreciate you being here. No, of course. Thank you for having me on. It's, a, it's an honor to even be interviewed at this point, I think. So glad to be here. Well, I think, uh, you know, one of the things that we love about this is that there's so many games like yours that exist online. And I mean, the last I checked, I looked at your LinkedIn and there were, correct me if I'm wrong, 30, around 30,000 daily users and greater than 8 million games played. Is that right? Yeah. I mean, I haven't, I haven't updated the LinkedIn in a while. Uh, but yeah, we, we get around, I think right now it's hovering around 30, 30 plus thousand users per day. And then total games played is, is over 15 million now. That's wild. Uh, total puzzles played. Yeah. That's wild. So I think, I think what's really interesting about that is just that there's so many people playing these games and I think there's kind of a lack of, of stories out there behind the games and what you're up to and what brought you to these. So that's really why we're here today. But first I want to kick this off with what is your favorite game to play? Of any kind of game. Any kind of game. Ooh. Oh, tough. Um, I think the game that I enjoyed the most growing up and then just playing it, if we're talking any type of game, is is the Smash Brothers series games. I, I grew up with the, the GameCube and the, the N64, the GameCube, and then I actually skipped Smash 4 and then went into Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, and I loved playing that for a long time. So if I was to say favorite game of all time, I guess it'd be... Yeah, Super Smash Brothers 24. I don't know if that's the type of game you're looking for with the, you know, the puzzle games that I'm into, but I guess that would be my the answer off the top of my head. No, I think that's that's exactly what we're looking to hear. Uh, we, we have we even we even interviewed one one founder who just doesn't even play his own game, uh, you know, at all. And so uh, I, I think it's I think that's an interesting dynamic here. Sometimes you're developing these games not necessarily for yourself all the time, but like it's an interest, and then you maybe I don't know how is it for you? Do you do you play Cinnanurdle? Uh, well, I mean, because I create the vast majority of the, the daily official puzzles for Cinnanurdle, I mean, it's hard for me to play my own game. 
but you, you might already know that on the site there's user submissions. So I do play through a bunch of those, but we have thousands of submissions. I think we're nearing the 6,000 mark for user puzzle submissions. And, you know, I can't really play through all of them, but I do get through some of the higher rated ones and I, I still do enjoy the game. So uh, when other users submit their puzzles, at least, so it's, it's still a fun time for me. Now on the, uh, on the original version, I, I have to guess based on uh, how the gameplay works it, I imagine, you know, on some of these puzzle games, a lot of them are maybe more algorithmically created. I, I would have to imagine on most of these, it's really a lot more thought and intentionality on your part to really kind of craft the puzzle. I'm, I'm curious to hear what, uh, what goes into your experience on that and putting together each puzzle, so to speak, and uh, time and effort that that takes. Yeah, um, it's it's yeah very surprising. There are actually so many people who who do message me, even other game creators, and occasionally some users that ask me like, how do I create the puzzles? Because they do assume there is some kind of automation to it, just because trying to create one of these puzzles or two of these puzzles every day with the original and the reverse seems kind of ridiculous. But I mean, yeah, I, I do create them each day and then obviously I have a, a backlog so that I'm not going day to day with them but uh, it's tough it's tough especially after you've created what is I don't know like 600 plus, or 600 plus puzzles total it gets to the point where you know I'm obviously at the limits of my my movie knowledge my film knowledge but I'm still trying to create unique and, and interesting puzzles that people want to play every day yeah it's tough I, I do spend Early on, it, it was quite quick because, you know, I had so many ideas and, and so many movies to, to get inspiration from for these puzzles. But now I'm kind of I'm kind of having to do a lot more research for each puzzle. It's, it's not necessarily true that I've, I've watched all of the movies that are in the puzzles that I've featured at, for the official puzzles, at least. But it's still fun. I still really enjoy it, especially when I do get to create something more unique and fun that the, the community does end up enjoying. And they show that with their, their high ratings or their low ratings. and. Uh, yeah, but more recently, I've been trying to get some help with the puzzle creation just to bring a bit of variety to the daily puzzles. So I kind of sometimes even message some of the users that are creating more highly rated puzzles and get their help with inspiration and ideas. I'd love to hear the backstory behind creating this game. So if I if I read correctly, there is a site called movieforme.ca that did, is, did you create that? Yeah. And was that? Yeah, yeah. Movie for me. Does, did that come first? Um, <laughs> that's funny because I, I just have that site up. And every time I go and check kind of my analytics page, uh, I don't really expect anyone to be there because I, I don't put that out anywhere. I don't have that on any of my socials or anything. I think it is on my LinkedIn. And I think the reason some people do end up on that site is because they followed my LinkedIn from my Cinenerdle profile and then they end up seeing movie for me and then they just end up going to that site. But I haven't pushed that site on any platform that I know of. And yeah, movie for me was just a, an early on project in my kind of development, web development career, I guess, or my transition to web development. It was one of those earlier projects that I just put together. And I guess, yeah, people, people go and, and, and use the site occasionally. And it's always fun to see maybe like 20 or 30 people visit the site each week maybe so i don't know if someone is is continuously using the site for their movie recommendations it may have spiked this week oh yeah <laughs> with, oh, with me checking it out yeah <laughs> uh yeah but no that was just an early project just when i was learning development really at the beginning so 
I'm, I'm curious, like, so that was when you were just starting to program and learn how to program. And I, I think what's interesting is like people grasp on to, oh, what, what might be interesting to program or what might be interesting to do. And so your love of movies, I'm guessing, could you, could you talk a little bit about your movie? Like, cause everything is sort of cinema related and I'm curious, like where you found the love for movies and, and what happened in your life early on? Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, to, I can address, I guess, both those questions in parts, but I mean, my love for movies started when I was, was really, really young. I think growing up, my sister who's older, she's six years older and her friends would come over and she'd throw on these horror movies that were like way too, you know, grotesque and, and terrifying for the three, four, five-year-old that I was at the time. But I mean, I really enjoyed just being part of that experience and being with my sister and her friends and watching those horror movies. And like the ones that I remember watching all the time were like Carrie, uh, the 1970s Carrie and Scream was a big one in our household. And later on, like the Final Destination series. And so horror movies, I, I really loved growing up because of that experience. And then I just kind of over time, I don't know if movies were kind of my, anytime I was bored or just didn't want to do what I had to do, like if it was schoolwork or my research or even my job, sometimes I was just like, I'll just throw on a movie. And uh, eventually, I, you know, you watch so many, so many movies. And when I was then kind of starting to want to learn about development, and web development specifically, and beginning my programming career, it's kind of tough to learn something new if you don't attach a passion to it. And so for me, it was it was movies. And so there were these projects that you always do when you start to learn that the whatever site you're learning from or whatever program you're learning from, they have these recommended projects, but then they don't really entice you as much as maybe kind of creating something that you want to work on. And so for me, it was always something movie related. I don't know if it comes from just having this this large knowledge of movies or it's a passion for movies but yeah i mean i'm just always drawn to to movie products i guess i'm curious you know i think we we talked to different game developers and i kind of mentally categorize games into one of two categories you've got those games that are games that everybody knows like like solitaire or sudoku or or things like that and then you've got new games where you're developing a, a new concept and what's intriguing to me about the games that are a new concept is I think it's that much harder to get the word out and really get the distribution wheel going and get the initial people coming to the site. And so I'm curious, you know, what was your journey like on that? How did you get people to discover the site initially and get them coming back and, and interested? Yeah. So again, honestly, what was it? I think a little over one and a half years ago is when the first Cinenerdle was published online. At that point, I was still, again, just trying to learn web development. I, I really kind of fell in love with programming, and I can talk about that transition later. But And then I just wanted to build out these projects. And you know, at that time, it was the whole daily game craze going on with the Wordles and the Hurdles and the Worldles. And for me, I just wanted to see if I could create a game like that. There was no interest in really putting it out there or, or trying to get people to play the game. I just wanted to see if I could develop something. And then also, again, kind of attaching a passion to it with the movies. So I built app or Cinerdle one And I built it and I had it and it was working. And obviously it wasn't as, not that it's so polished right now. I think I work a lot more on Cinerdle 2 now, but it wasn't very polished. I think there was still a lot of bugs. Again, I was early on in my development career, but it was available and it was ready to use. And 
So I decided to just, you know, publish it and, and put it out there. And initially what I did was I just posted to some, some Reddit forum or some Reddit communities. And I didn't, I can't remember what they are now, but I was just like, oh, here's this new daily game for, for cinephiles or movie lovers. And eventually I just started seeing, you know, two people, three people, four people, uh, 20 people on my analytics. And it was, I think the moment that I always remember is because I would, at that point, people were always sharing their results on Twitter. So all their Wordle results, all their um, daily game results. And I was just scanning Twitter and I saw one user, and I can't find this user anymore, but one user tweeted my app result. And I was like blown away. I was like, wow, someone played my game, tweeted out the result. And it, it wasn't anyone with a big following or anything like that. But yeah, it was a huge moment for me. And then I think at that moment, I was kind of drawn to the idea of, oh, creating something that the public might enjoy that I also enjoy working on creating. That's awesome. You know, I'm always kind of curious about the business side of this and, and we'll talk more about kind of the, the continued evolution of the game later, but I'm curious about the the business side. How far into this was it before you decided to add ads to the site? So Sinertal 1 was had been run has been running for about a year and a half now. It kind of Sinertal 1 kind of reached its peak in that summer. There was still like a very loyal player base that still plays today, of course, but it reached a very high peak last summer, not so 2022 summer. But again, at that point, I was just creating just for the love of it. And but with the user base and then the hosting cost, it was getting to be quite a bit much. But again, at the time, I was like, oh, do I want to potentially deter people from playing this thing, this passion project of mine by placing ads up? But then as the, the player base grew and then at the same time, I was developing Cinnertle 2 because I was like, oh, I really love doing this. And I have this other idea uh, for a daily game. So Cinderella 2 came out in, I think, around November or published publicly in November. And still, I didn't have any ads at the time, but a lot of the community was supporting the game uh, through coffee donations or Kofi, don't know how to pronounce it. So that was very helpful. It actually, their donations really helped me run both sites because everything was out of pocket. And I was a grad student who, you know, was barely getting by early. So I really appreciate all the donations that were coming in early on. They really helped me keep the sites going. And then I think it was only just February of this year, I started putting ads up because a couple of ad networks had or ad agencies had reached out to me and they said, hey, there is this this opportunity for you based on your daily user count. And would you want to try? And so I began running running ads through the site through these, these network agencies. All right, everyone. Quick break. Attention, game creators. Have you ever thought about selling your game? At Hey Good Game, we're looking to acquire and steward some of the most popular and beloved games on the internet. Even if you're just curious, we offer a fast process to getting you an offer. Just provide some basic analytics and revenue details, and we'll quickly get back to you. If you move forward with us, we usually close within 14 days. Visit hey.gg and see how we can take your game to the next level together. And now, back to the show. For some of the game developers out there. I'm I'm kind of curious if you don't mind sharing some of the costs that come with running a game like this and who the ad marketplace you chose to go with was. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So a lot of the cost is... Um, so initially you, you buy your domains, but that's not too expensive depending on the domains you go with. And then whoever's hosting your site and, and the backend. So for me, it's, it's Heroku. And depending on how many people are visiting your site, how much 
traffic you get. For me, when I started, I had to start storing user data and I started including the, the user submitted puzzles and and I had a lot of users going on at the same time. So you needed a bit more of these premium packages to keep all that going. So yeah, the cost could easily go up and above $150, $200 a month. Mm-hmm. When, and so when you're not really making anything on the site, that could be huge or, and then you're not really making anything anywhere else. Really. It was quite the, quite the cost initially. Yeah. And then now as you grow even more, the costs even get costs get larger with trying to, you know, outsource design, not outsource, but like get others to work on design and kind of improve and expand upon the site. So you created Cynanurtle first and like, how, how did you arrive at that, that, that idea? Um, I'm just curious about the, the backstory of you actually like building that game out and you know, what are some of the other ideas you tried potentially? So it's funny because, uh, again, all the wordles and, and well, really at the time was wordle that was huge and hurdle that was coming out and worldle. And yeah, again, so I just really wanted to create, but see if I could build something like that with no intention of putting it out there. And again, I wanted to attach it to, to movies. And so I built Cynanurtle, which is Cynanurtle 1, which is your, you have the nine kind of tiles, which kind of section out one frame of the movie and you flip tiles to reveal a section of that frame and then see with as few sections of the frame, can you name the movie or can you identify the movie? And was I was building this out and I had it ready to go and, you know, I, I was just had it myself and then i launched it two weeks after maybe it was all done and completed and one of the like one of my reasons for launching was i saw framed come out and framed went was huge framed was a big game it was the movie um equivalent of of wordle and her uh hurdle initially and framed was you got six different frames from a movie and you had to try and identify the movie with as few frames as possible and i was like I had been building out Cynanurtle and then I had this idea. Obviously, my idea was a little bit different, but then I saw the huge popularity of Framed and I was like, oh, did I just miss, did I just miss out on, you know, putting, putting something out there that obviously the, the cinephile community was, was looking for. And so that was also one of the motivations for kind of putting my, my site out there afterward. But if you go back and you can, you can even check the, the dates and everything, yeah, Cynanurtle was, came out very, 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 very closely right after framed and it was kind of within the same time frame but of course framed frame got huge right away and and, and that's yeah, to their credit uh, they built a great game and I, I actually have talked spoken to those creators before but yeah that was that's kind of what happened with Cynanurtle and and then Cynanurtle had its day too um that summer and it still goes and Cynanurtle 2 is still going and I'm very appreciative and very grateful and obviously no um no ill will towards framed or, or those creators um Honestly, I enjoy I enjoyed all a lot of the the movie the daily movie games that are out there. It's not just framed. Uh, there's movie to movie and actordle or actorly, oh, a whole bunch. I can't name them off, but I used to play them all the time as I was building out Cinnerdle too as well. For the record, I've played Cinnerdle a few times and I've lost every time. <laughs> <laughs> Is this Cinnerdle two or Cinnerdle one? The the first one. Okay, um, yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are it's it's tough. Like, yeah, and and I can I can sense. I think all three have been horror films too. So I can I almost think I, I maybe you've waited the horror films a little bit because that's what you love as a kid. But I, I it's uh, uh-huh. I still could not I still could not guess the right movie. 
Uh, I mean, I love horror films. I wouldn't, and I wouldn't be surprised if that kind of bias shows up in the movies that I choose. So between Cinenerdle 1 and Cinenerdle 2, what what drove you to build the second one? What was lacking maybe in the first one, if if that's the case at all? I'm, I'm curious about that transition. No, there was definitely, I thought, something lacking with, with Cinenerdle 1, Cinenerdle.app. Again, initially my motivations were just to build something just to see if I could build it. And then, and then I was like, no, I enjoy this whole puzzle creation aspect. I enjoy attaching my passion for movies to projects like this. And then I wanted to create something that was more, a little more strategic and involved a little more thinking because those are the types of puzzles that I enjoy. And then I'm sure a lot of others uh, enjoy as well. So the problem with Cinerdle 1 and some of the early daily movie games was all that was required of the player was, do they know this movie or do they not? And it's kind of like this, this binary, if you know it, great, you're going to get it. And if you don't know it, then, oh, oh well, try again tomorrow. So what I wanted to do with Cinerdle 2 was create a game where there was a little more thinking about a little more strategy. And even if you didn't know, so with Cinerdle 2, you, you know, there's, there's five movies featured in each daily puzzle and then original reversal. And you can solve the puzzle without having to know all five movies, maybe just knowing a few. And then even if you don't, haven't seen some of the movies, that's okay because you can piece, usually piece together some of the, those keywords and some of those key ideas from the movies just based on the, that film's popularity or trailers that you might have seen or that, I don't know, just key ideas that, of that, from that movie that you know about just, just for, through the media or social medias and not having to have seen those movies. Still, it requires a good knowledge of, of movies, so that was important to me as well, but it was also more accessible, but also more difficult and required a bit more st- strategical thinking. And that's the kind of game that I wanted to to develop with Cinerdle 2 versus Cinerdle 1, where it's you flip a tile. If you recognize the frame, you recognize it, and if you don't, you don't. And so that's why I decided to build out Cinerdle 2 and see what would happen with that, really. I love that because The Witch and Midsummer both feel like they look the same. And I swear it was right. Midsummer <laughs> and it was The Witch. Right, yeah. But yeah, I, I think from the gameplay itself also, I think it feels like you've put a lot more effort into the surrounding experience of Cinna Nerdle 2. Could you talk a little bit about, because you even have an account, you know, pay for ad free, like how has that gone for you? We've, we've chatted with other developers about removing ads, you know, for a small dollar amount. I'm curious like your experience with, with running that as, and, and doing some of these exper- experiments. Yeah, honestly, that's, that's all that it really is, is just me kind of experimenting with my own, my own project. I decided to, I, I do spend a, quite a bit more time on Cinerdle 2. I think the plan is eventually to just to merge both and keep it all on one singular site and again, address this kind of naming crisis that's going on with the sites. But yeah, I, I spend a lot more time on Cinerdle 2. It's where a lot of the users spend a lot more time. And if you look at my analytics, really at everyone that plays Cinerdle 1 plays Cinerdle 2. So I, I think transitioning all of that stuff from Cinerdle 1 to Cinerdle 2 as a whole is the right idea moving forward. But yeah, with kind of like the remove ads, that was more of because of feedback from the community. So a lot of the community was like, hey, I will pay to remove some of these ads. Can you please put up a feature such as remove ads? And so that was probably the biggest reason because I, I had received that feedback from from quite a few users who really enjoyed the game, but maybe because of their their device, 
their device being even just a smaller device so the ads are more intrusive or not being able to handle like the memory load of having these ads on plus the game so they would ask yeah multiple times can you add a feature to I, i'm happy to pay can you have add a feature to remove the ads and so that's why i experimented with that and i mean it's there it's an option to use not a lot of the community uses it and that's totally fine it was just there for those users who really wanted to not have the ads in the way of their game and and it does make a difference especially for the users that are maybe creating puzzles for the community and then playing a whole bunch of the user submitted puzzles because then of course yeah the ads might get a little annoying if you're playing kind of 10 puzzles a day and don't want to have to deal with them you talked about getting feedback from your community on that desire for for no ads i'm i'm curious what what are some of the ways that you've taken to engaging with the players at, at large and how how are you capturing that feedback yeah Honestly, I think for anyone who who's building out kind of a site like this, or not even a site like this, just someone who's starting up and then having a, a site that is for the community, is to just have a simple feedback form on their site. And I didn't have that initially. And so I was just kind of playing things by ear early on where I would see just reactions on Twitter or maybe someone would, would message me in my DMs from the site, like links from the site but I didn't have any specific kind of text area inbox form where I asked users to submit feedback. And once I put that up, it's almost every, well, sorry, not almost every day. I do receive tons of feedback from the community, either on the puzzles, on submitted puzzles, on UI, UX, on suggestions. And it is a lot of that feedback that has informed a lot of the decisions that go into what I want to work on next for Cinenerdle and Cinenerdle 2. So yeah, I, I appreciate the feedback from the community and, and it is something that I I am glad that I implemented at least at some point, it, maybe not early enough, but at some point I got there and, and now I do appreciate having that feedback every day. I want to talk a little bit about the naming because I think branding, I'm invested in branding and design, uh, user experience, and I'm curious about the, the naming and if you had to maybe do it over, what would you do differently? But I'm curious, like what, what you're planning on doing moving forward. And you, you had mentioned a little bit about maybe even consolidating, but I'm, I'm curious about your plans going forward with, with these games. Yeah. So yeah, the naming. So initially, Cinenerdle, uh, that name was just to kind of be associated with all of these other daily games at the time, right? So Wordle and Hurdle and all of the other ones that ended in the dulls. And I think there's even this uh, one Twitch streamer that does play Cinenerdle along with a whole bunch of other daily games. And he, when he plays them, he just calls them the dolls, the dolls to their to his community. And um, yeah, so I was, with the initial naming, that was the plan. And again, my I didn't think the the site or the game would would get as as big as it did. And so I wasn't really too concerned with branding and marketing at the time. So I just put up there the first kind of the first things that came to mind. And so Cinenerdle, and I, I do love, I do have grown to love the name Cinenerdle. With Cinenerdle 2, again, this was maybe I did have a, a user base at the time, but I, again, I wasn't thinking about branding and marketing and I wasn't thinking about a company, you know, as, as I wasn't thinking as a company, I was just thinking as an individual with this, these passion projects. And so I was like, oh, well, you know, the, the name doesn't matter. And it, Cinenerdle 2, so, you know, on this, the URL, it's cinenerdle2.app. And then on the site and all the, the branding on the site, it's cine2nerdle. And that was just 
to be that was just to to play on kind of the ridiculous naming conventions in movies with sequels so um where you know numbers are in the titles and they're in between letters and so that's what i was trying to do it's kind of like too fast too furious you have cinna to nerdle and it was kind of just to again be this fun connection to movies while not seriously thinking about future branding and and i wasn't really thinking about if it mattered at all but that's where my mind was when i was coming up with this naming convention and now it's kind of coming back to me where i was like oh yeah i kind of do need to to consolidate here and have something solid for the site and for the i guess the company so like i said previously i'm thinking about kind of consolidating both sites and just rebranding completely yes okie dokie a quick break are you a fan of games that challenge your mind and sharpen your skills? Dive into the world of Hey Good Game, where brainy fun meets creativity. Like Sudoku, but need a bigger challenge? Check out Kokoro Conquest. It's a fun test of logic and math skills. Then, get ready for Crosswordle. It's a matchup of Crossword and Wordle, a new take on word puzzles that will keep you guessing and engaged. You'll find those games and others at hey.gg. And now, back to the show. I'm, I'm curious, you know, this clearly started as a passion project for you, you know, really uh, a cinephile and uh, an aspiring developer and, and wanting to see if you could build this. And now you're using words like like the company and and there's definitely a, a growing business side to this. And I'm, I'm curious, as you think about the, the future of where this is heading aspirationally, what, what do you see in the future? Do you see growing a game portfolio and, and growing this company. And yeah, I'm just, just curious what you see um, down the line for you on this. Yeah. I mean, I think about this kind of every day. So again, really, it's just myself working on the Cinnaturtles right now. I do, I have kind of contracted out some, some smaller things, even, even puzzle creation at times when I was getting a bit overwhelming for myself. I've enlisted some of the, the user base to help me with puzzle creation. And of course, like, we have an agreement there. Uh, but again, probably 98% of the puzzles are created by myself. And some of the UI UX, even for the recent contest that was run on Cinnaturtle 2, that I've enlisted some some freelance workers to help me with. And it's been great to work with, with others on the project. Uh, but really, in totality, in the company, I'm, I'm kind of the only worker. <laughs> and... I do hope and to to expand. I, I mean, I've kind of wandered into this this space of, of web development, and I love it. Like this is this is what I want to do, and I kind of don't want to. I don't see myself doing doing something else, and so I do want to maintain this. And I guess the plan is to kind of build out and expand upon this game portfolio. And I do have a few ideas, but you know, nothing concrete yet, because I'm still actually working on new game modes and new puzzles for Cinnaturtle 2. But there's there's a lot going on in the back of my mind as to where I want to bring Cinnaturtle in the future. And yeah, I, I think when I finally get some time to actually think about the future versus, you know, trying to just maintain the site, that'll be, that'll be when I actually start making decisions moving forward. We've spoken to Holger at online-solitaire.com. He has publicly talked a little bit about how he's transitioned to his games full-time. He's making, I think he wrote an article, he was past $10,000 a month. And I think probably well past that now after he acquired uh, worldofcardgames.com. 
you're obviously, are you still a student PhD candidate? Like you have a lot going on on the side, like outside of this world. And I'm curious, like, what are your goals? Like if uh, financially, like what do you have any, like, Hey, this is when I would go full time, or this is what I want to spend my time doing. I'm curious, like how far away are you from that? Yeah, to, to be honest. So I am a, still a PhD candidate. I'm actually kind of towards the end of my, my PhD degree. As you may or may not know, my PhD degree is, is completely different from, from web development or anything development related. It was actually in my PhD degree that I started transitioning to more computational work. So I'm in the field of biology. That was what, where my research lies. And that's what my PhD thesis would be in, the plant molecular biology to be specific. And then later in my degree, I was kind of transitioning to computational biology, computational plants, and computational molecular biology. And then once I started getting into that world of, of programming and computational work, that's when I started transitioning into to web development. But technically, yes, I'm still a PhD candidate. I'm in kind of the thesis writing portion of my, my degree. But with the kind of explosion of, of Cynonertles and the opportunity right now with maintaining and, and expanding upon Cynonertle, I've actually kind of stepped away from the PhD for a bit. So I'm, I'm inactive student right now because I have kind of this, this dedicated user base that enjoys coming to the site and I don't have the time really to, to spend on a PhD if I want to kind of expand on Cynonertle while players are still here. So my thought process with that is if I take away the time and decide to go and write up <laughs> my thesis, I might eventually lose players and daily users that I might not get back later if I'm not continuously working on the site and, and the maintenance of the site. And so, yeah, my PhD has kind of taken a, a backseat and this is kind of what I'm doing full time right now. Well, you're in, you're in good company. I, I hear a, a few famous entrepreneurs took a break from their studies to, <laughs> to go found their companies. So. Well, we'll see. I mean, we'll see if it works out. It, it may or may not be a good decision, but yeah. It, it seems to me that a lot of the game creators that we talk to have a really diverse set of interests and are, are just really well-rounded people in, in general. And uh, you, you alluded to it a little bit, but I, I can see a plant there in the background. That That's an area of your study right now, right? In biology and... Yeah, yeah. So would would love to hear more about that and uh Yeah, no. Yeah. So I, I did my undergrad in, in biology, just uh, honors biology, and then I moved on into my master's and PhD, which are both in plant molecular biology. It's funny, I don't really have this kind of uh I don't have like a a specific love for plants. I, I do enjoy biology, I do love biology, and specifically I think it's more molecular biology, which is de- dealing with, you know, like the, the the DNA and genes of it all. And I just happen to be in the field of plants. So, so people do always, I, I mean, I know I have plants in the background and I, you know, of course maintain plants at home, but people always just do think, oh, you're a plant molecular biologist. You must really be into keeping plants or maintaining plants or just having plants around the house. So you must really be into gardening and no, not really. I mean, I, I, I enjoy plants, but really it was the, the biology that I was drawn to. So that kind of really specific molecular and gene and protein biology. But um, yeah, in terms of well-roundedness, I mean, I, I, again, I think biology was just 
one of the many passions that I was having at the time. And then I was kind of exploring a lot of different things. And then, of course, I moved into programming. But, you know, my passions range from movies and sports. And I have I go through these weird phases where I'm kind of really stuck on one passion of mine, of mine for periods of a time. And this might be another one of those phases. But yeah. Love it. When you started out creating your games, you you had mentioned that you didn't really have any expectation for them. By for the record, I do love the name Cinnanurdle. I think that's a great name. Okay. <laughs> just, you. just like, Thank you. it's just that the two was throwing me off, and so I, uh, yes. that's all. But I'm I'm curious, like now because you have some traction, you have daily active users. Do you think about marketing your games at all? Like, what would you? Could you talk a little bit about that? And if anybody is trying to build games and get them off the ground, like, do you have any advice for for other developers? Yeah. I think first and foremost, I just get, I have no business acumen. I like, I took no business courses in, in high school and college. And to me, the whole business side of things is very, is very lost on me. And, and maybe I'm still learning. I'm learning a lot now as I, as I build and develop this company, but again, still the whole idea of even marketing and engagement and, and trying to draw people to this thing you created. It's very, the idea of it is very foreign to me. Because again, when I was building these out, I had no expectations of really putting it out there or anything. For anyone, like you ask for anyone who's, who might be building out projects of their own and wanting to gain traction, I wish I had something better better to say. I feel like it is it is kind of, I, at least for myself, I feel like I was kind of lucky in, in terms of maybe the people that initially started playing and how socially engaged they were. So they, they were putting their results out and sharing with friends and and I think I got a couple of big influence. Uh, so people with huge followings to tweet out about the games early on, not of my own doing that. I think they just found the games and they tweeted them out and then the games expanded from there. For me, it was just, I built this thing out and maybe the, the quality of it was, was good enough for public consumption because it was such a passion project. Like my passions were, were, were movies and, and learning to program. And I wanted to make something of quality that was good. I hope I've done that, but and I, I'm consistently working on on making it better. And maybe it's from that combination of passions that that I might have stumbled upon this product or created this this project that people do enjoy. So I think my only advice would be, you know, just just do or just try and create from from a place of passion. Yeah, sorry, I don't have something better. Again, my business is no. I think I think you you summarized it well in terms of build something you love. And there might be other people who love the same thing, which is, yeah, which is great. Yeah, exactly. So what are some new features that you're working on uh, to improve gameplay um, as you, as you build out both of your Sin and Nerdle games? Yeah. So again, I'm always trying to expand upon the sites, especially with Sin and Nerdle too. And so right now, and I think I've put out a, a little, tweet recently that kind of hints at a new feature coming out or a new game mode coming up but soon in the future there will be a pvp or player versus player version of sin and Nerdle that'll have uh that'll be a daily game again so it could be a different game every day but it'll be pvp and how it'll work really is players will just kind of compete against each other in their knowledge of, of movie and movie trivia and I'm hoping so. I, I'm hoping that this will be, you know, different from what's out there again, kind of like Cinnamon 2 at the time. And I'm hoping that my current audience will enjoy and, and uh, love the game. And then this will also hopefully bring in others because 
this game, this PvP will ask players, you know, challenge their friends or challenge their their family or challenge, you know, random people on the internet like every other game. And yeah, I'm excited to to launch this next game mode or puzzle. That's great. I think is it is it gonna be async or is it live? So both, working on it now, it it should run live and it should run oh sorry. Well it's yeah, sorry, it's PvP. not live right now. Yeah, yeah. It 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 should be it should run live and correctly. But again, I'm still new to all of this and still developing and we'll see there will be a beta testing phase. But yeah, I'm excited for excited for the launch and excited to see how the scenario community responds. Well, is there anywhere that if people want to reach out, is there a good place to look for you online? Yeah. So you can always reach out on the site on cinenerdle2.app has all of our um, socials or so Instagram, which is just at cinenerdle. Twitter, again, is just at cinenerdle, or I guess I should say X. And then you can always send an email to cinenerdle.app at gmail.com. And yeah, I'm always, always happy to hear from the user base or the player base. And we usually respond very quickly to anyone who does want to, you know, reach out to Cinerdle and ask uh, whatever questions they may have. I hope everybody who is listening will bombard uh, Nalanth <laughs> with emails so he can uh, take this thing full time. <laughs> yeah. So thank you for, thank you all uh, for having me on. And I'm happy to know that, you know, Cinerdle 2 was considered for one of these, hey, good game podcasts or episodes. Yeah. Thanks so much for being here with us. We really enjoyed it. Thank you, Nalanth, for joining us here on uh, one of our, our first episodes and uh, really appreciated your insights. And I'm sure the community will uh, learn a lot from this episode. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you.